Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And here we are, episode 114. 114. What is our topic today? This is Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. Very cool. Yeah. This is going to be about vanity. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, before we hop into it, do you got anything from last week? I do. So last week we did Breaking Free from Social Conditioning. And... I do polls on our uh, discussion group every week, yeah. and one of the ones that I did last week was asking what social norms our listeners have broken free from. And one of the ones when we went to record, the top one was religion. Well, after it sat there for a little while longer, spiritualism actually took over, and more of our listeners said that they have breaking, broken free from the societal norms as far as spiritualism goes. And so I was yeah. thinking about that, and... Really, that is like a key point to a lot of change, because if you can break free from that, then I feel like that's when the other things start to click as far as I don't have to live this way. I don't have to work a job that I hate. I don't have to, you know, be trapped in in a marriage that I'm miserable in. That's when like things start to change for you, I think, when you when you let go of the societal norms of spiritualism. Of, in that area, in the spiritualism. I get it. So I, I wanted agree. to say congratulations to all of our listeners who have broken free from that area because that, that's a big area. Yeah. Yeah, for I sure. I agree with that too. Yep. And then something else, we received an email from a listener, and I just wanted to read it real quick. His name is Frank. He says, Hi, Samantha. Frank here. Just wanted to say after listening to you and Danny on your podcast, I finally have some clarity and peace. Religion after religion always felt empty till I started venturing out and soul searching, came across this podcast by accident, in parentheses, possibly led, but thankful I did. Thank you for all you do and can't wait for more content. So I wanted to say thank you, Frank, and welcome. Welcome. Uh, And to all of our new listeners, welcome, even old listeners. But don't be afraid to like reach out. We love that. So Mm -hmm. if you want to just reach out, say hi or you know anything, questions, we love that. So yeah, thank you, thank you, Frank, for that. And then we do answer two listener questions every week, and let's get to those questions. All right. The first one is from Raina. She said, I have a good friend who calls herself a witch. She says she manifests, but instead calls it spellcasting. I'm a little confused about the difference. Any input? Okay. You know, I I think witch is a bad term. I think we give it a bad, yeah. a, which is a bad name. The way I look at a witch, so to speak, is that they just use different tools than light workers do. Mm. Um, with their spell casting, yeah, it is a lot like manifestation, as long as they're using it in a positive way. Their intention is good. Yes. Like spell casting, when you're trying to hurt somebody, that's not good. Right. Nobody wants that. That's not manifestation. That's just trying to hurt people. Right. <clears throat> but spell casting in the positive... You know, like 
doing some kind of ritual and saying this ritual is going to bring me peace or money or love or whatever it is that they're trying to manifest. I don't see anything wrong with that. It's not necessary, in my opinion. I mean, you can see it's not necessary. We manifest a lot and we don't have to do anything but just manifest. But some people like to have a ritual. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the whole spell casting is a lot like manifestation. They just have a ritual that goes with it. Mm -hmm. So if that that makes sense. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's... You say tomato, I say tomato. There might be differences in the two, like if you were taking them by their description only or their title. Yeah. But essentially, it's, you know, you're there's an energy out there. There's an ability within all of us to tap into that energy and to be able to, like you said, manifest things. Right. Whether you call yourself a witch or medium or psychic or a shaman, I don't know. <clears throat> that's us. That's right. the human part putting a label on something. But I definitely agree that if you're doing it for your intentions are wrong, you're doing it for the wrong reasons, that that's only going to come to come back at you. Right. Exactly. And probably tenfold. And if not in this life, it's something you're going to have to face in the next life. Right. Another word for this is prayer. Really, yeah, it is. Pretty much it is, yeah. It's all magic. It's all real life magic, mm-hmm. whichever way you want to look at it. Um, you know, the the thing about all of it, prayer, manifestation, spell casting, is that you're not going to be able to bring something to you that's not meant to be. Right. Maybe temporarily to help you learn a lesson, mm-hmm. but not in the long term. Right. So any of these things that are done, like, you know, with the intention of you know, a quick fix or, or something. Those are, that's not what this is really for. And or it's, revenge or... It, yeah, exactly. To spite or... To make somebody love you that doesn't love you. That's right. a big one. Like, when I think of spell <clears throat> casting, that's the first thing I go to, is trying to put a spell on somebody to get them to fall in love with you. And you know what? That's not going to work. And it, even if it did, even if you could make somebody fall in love with you like that, it's not going to last because that's just... That's just magic. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't go there. Yeah. So. You can. You just probably waste a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, we all have. I think we've all, like, tried to manifest things that just weren't for us and maybe not wanted to give up on them and then realized, okay, the universe knows what's best for me. Right. You know? Got but, it. But, yeah. So, I hope that that answered your question, Raina. Mm-hmm. And the other one is from Cindy, and this is a, a personal question for us. It's, what's your favorite thing to do in your free time? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, well, we love to sit in the backyard and, like, watch the birds. Samantha yeah. put all, like, these cool hanging bird feeders, hummingbird feeders, like, orioles. And um, so, and there's, it's like, we call it hummingbird wars because they're, if you kind of just sit there and sort of stare in one spot, you'll see all this traffic <laughs> just going by. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy, but it's so entertaining. It's so know? much fun. The dogs, we just sit back and chill. and Yeah. So we do spend a lot of time hanging out in the backyard and um, doing that since we've moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pool, which the is pool, nice. Yeah, we do a lot yeah. of that. We're very much homebodies, so we probably spend... 90% of the week at home. Yeah. Yeah. When we go out, we like to try different places to eat. Mm-hmm. And I love to, and I think I've 
kind of brought you into this too is try new things anything whatever mm-hmm. it is that i haven't done before we went to a museum we had never been to that was cool yeah like just anything like that i like to try things i've never tried before so yeah. that you know i can say i've tried as much as i could right. so that's kind of my hobby and and our dogs are a hobby too we spend very a lot of much time with them. and yeah. even though i'm a musician i pick up a guitar and i sit and just play guitar yep you know exactly just sitting there or even if we're watching the birds i'll play guitar while we're watching the birds yeah exactly so so yeah, so thank you for Thanks that for question, the Cindy. Hope that that yeah, yeah and Raina too. And Raina. Appreciate them. So Very nice. that's that's all I have from last week. All right. Well then episode one fourteen. Mirror mirror on the wall. Mirror mirror on the wall. So you had this idea and I thought this is a great idea because we're not just talking about like, you know, I don't know. We're not talking about like plastic surgery and all of these things. We're talking about like in general, what makes our society make us need to do those kinds of things? What makes us think that we're not perfect humans the way that we are physically and, you know, all of that? Well, there's been this perpetual search for the fountain of youth since what the dawn of man, it seems like, you know? Yeah. However, you know, if you reference biblical stuff it talks about how they lived hundreds of years now is is that an interpretation or is that real yeah and i you know i would tend to believe that we probably lived longer i don't know if it was hundreds of years yeah but i would say based on man's destruction of the world and pollution of it it only makes sense that we would just be living shorter right when you're eating everything from the earth and getting thing, everything from the earth that you need, um, and there isn't pollution and fossil f- burning fuels going on, you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago, yeah, I would believe that people would maybe live longer. But I could be wrong. There was other diseases that maybe yeah, there wasn't a cure treat, for. Yeah. So it's really hard to say. It's hard to say. But I mean, the basic point is that we've been in search for this, you know you know, mythical fountain of youth. Yeah. And, but our society has put a great level of importance on this and kind of talking about from last week about breaking free from kind of social norms. Yes. Well, this is a social norm. Yes. That's that's being shoved down everybody's throat. From a very young age. From the day that you walk into the world. Okay. And that's coming from nothing against our mothers because the same thing happened to them. This has been going on for decades, you know, Um, if not centuries, you know, that this need to be beautiful, young and attractive. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. But beauty is in with the is within the eye of the beholder. Right. Right. That's the saying. So. Why is that the saying? Right. And where did that come from? Right. You know, good question. It, it actually holds a lot of, you know, yeah, wisdom. It's it's very accurate, very true if um, you think about it. Because as souls, when we go to the other side, if uh, you're not in a body, so you're not recognizable by your body. Right. You're recognizable by your energy. Yeah, by your soul itself. So another loved one is going to automatically recognize you without seeing your body by your energy. Right. So it's ironic that we come into this sort of, 
simulation or life that says now we're going to see what it's like to recognize each other in a body. Right. Exactly. Now how are we going to judge each but other? That's the test. Right. You know what I mean? Is are you going to do that to one another? Right. Are you going to look past the soul that you already know from the other side and now start judging them for the exterior? Right. So that part I feel is is so deep rooted in our society and you grew up and I grew up, you know, watch my mom. Yeah get all dolled up or even watch her kind of insult herself. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? About her outward appearance or things like that. And other people that I know that are close to me that are females and sometimes men too, you know? And so that then instills in our mind without us even understanding why we're absorbing this. That's right. Or that we're supposed to look a certain way. Yes, I, that's what I was writing down here. Sometimes I doodle notes so that I don't forget what I'm <clears> thinking. <throat> that we don't even realize what we're doing to our kids and what we're mm-hmm. doing to ourselves because this does start so young. Even just, you know, simple things that don't seem like they're a big deal. Like, for example, I have very small eyes and my mom used to throw derogatory things at me about how small my eyes are and what ethnicity I must be because of <laughs> the size of my eyes, as well as my nose. My right. nose is on the larger size. So... I she always threw those things out at me and they do stick. They mm-hmm. do make you realize, wow, I don't look like maybe what the ideal is, what society, you know, says the ideal is. And and that can be very hurtful. And we don't even realize that we're doing it. Mm-mm. You know, I know she never meant to like hurt with those things, but that's you know But again, this was instilled in her <clears throat> at exactly. such a young age that you don't really understand. Why? We have a dreaming dog. <laughs> Sorry, dreaming great day in there. What um, are you dreaming about, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> so, in the, is there any one person, establishment, corporation to blame for this? No. 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 But let's, let me give you a definition first of, of vanity, what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, society defines vanity as excessive pride in one's appearance or accomplishments. Um, other words for it include egotism, arrogance, and even narcissism. We're not really going to talk so much about accomplishments. We're just talking about appearance and, you know, how society makes us feel about mm. that and, and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, being vain is uh, is viewed as a bad trait in today's society, but society is what makes people vain. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double-edged sword, right? It feeds off of each other. Exactly, exactly. It's not bad for someone to be proud of their looks or accomplishments. Vanity is more about how you hold your yourself and how you let it affect your life you know if if you're there's the term modest okay if you know you're beautiful and people tell you you're beautiful all the time there's a difference in you know how are you going to handle that are you are you modest about it or are you you know snobby about it i guess Mm -hmm. is is a part of the difference here you know um there's a difference between being confident and being arrogant you know, or, uh, yeah, between being confident and being, being arrogant and right. um, being confident is critical to success in life. <clears throat> being arrogant isn't really going to get you anywhere, you know? Right. Well, I guess, you know, if there's an, I've run across people like this in my life that I was sharing with you before that people that are like full fitness buffs, that's great. I mean, if you look and you put the work into it yeah, and 
you're you see the results and everybody else sees the results and you feel good you feel great that's awesome yeah you should be proud of that Mm -hmm. however i've met people that come along that are like that and then sort of insinuate or insist almost sometimes in a way that you should be doing this right and then kind of body shaming you as a result right whether it's directly or indirectly and hey again my hat's off to you that you do that right that's not my life. Exactly. And I should be able to be proud of myself regardless. Right. That's of, exactly of right. what Joe and Bob and Sue and Linda are doing. Right. Absolutely. We're all different people. And I think that's where we get away from what's, what's you know, the, the best way for each one of us is to just be us. Just do you. Mm-hmm. If you want to have six pack and you want to be, you know, thin and that's your goal, then go for it. But don't do it because that's what you think other people want from you. Because the thing that I've, one of the biggest things I've learned in my adult life is that you're going to find the person that fits you best based on who you're, who you are, who you're supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? Not who you're pretending to be. Mm-hmm. I've had many times in my life where I've gone to the gym to work out and I've hated every second of it <laughs> there's things that i really enjoy doing as far as exercise goes but for whatever reason society tells us we should go to a gym and do it inside the gym well i can't dance at the gym i can swim at some of them but i really don't want to and if i'm gonna walk or run i want to be outside right. do you know what i mean but for whatever reason it's still no go to the gym right. lift those weights but I've come to the point in my life where I'm like, I will never have another gym membership again. I just won't. I'll go outside and I'll walk. I don't need to lift weights. You know, but that's me. You do you and I'll do me, right. you know. But what is the purpose of, of the human body and and exercising is what it takes to stay fit? That is to live long. Yes. The looking appealing to the human eye according to society right. standards <clears throat> as a result of that working out is just kind of like the icing on the cake. The, the motivation I would think would be have a longer, healthier life. Yes. The icing on the cake again is that you look nice. Yes. But we've also gone through different periods in society where uh, society's ideas of attractive um, are different yes. at different times. Yes, absolutely. And and you're kind of a great example of that because like I've been taught most of my life that women want this, you know, thin, uh, perfect body type, you know, and you're not like that. Like actually when I start losing weight, you're like good for your health, but I'd rather you not. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it so it everybody's different. Now I've come to the point in my life where I want to exercise so that I feel good because I realize that the older that I get, the harder it's going to be if I don't keep up on it now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not doing it to to look better in a bathing suit or, you know, anything other than to make myself happy and, you know, and my husband too, because right. really that's what it's about. Like, I don't need to be a certain size for you or look a certain way for you. But I think if we're going to, <clears throat> like, I don't know look at it that way, then it, isn't it the person that we're with that maybe we would want to, you know, we want to feel more comfortable with that person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. like for me, I'm the most comfortable that I've ever been because right. you're not setting this physical expectation right. for me, you know? Well, and let's take a couple that might be married for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Yeah. Well, you're going to change. Right. 
in that time. Absolutely. And so is your partner. Yep. So what do you do then? Right. You know, I mean, I remember, you know, there's that stigma kind of in high school that there's leagues, right? Oh, yeah. And you totally. don't go out of your league or you you can, but you're going to get shot down. In right? high school, isn't that just life? And, <laughs> yeah, that's right? kind of the, the whole yeah. game there. But yeah. now as we're older and the introduction of social media yeah, and able to see some of the people that you thought both male and female that were sort of out of your league. Right. Not so much they anymore. Look not too much <laughs> different than myself. <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, so it's 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 all gonna happen. Now do you um then choose to do plastic surgery to start changing some of that or hopefully slow it down, right. reverse your process? Many do. Yeah. And some don't. That's, you know? yeah, personal preference, whatever. I, yeah, you know. I, I don't look at it. I mean, I can get into that and say, yeah, there's definitely people in the world that are obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, and maybe take it too far. We've watched that show Botched, which yeah. is really cool because I appreciate those doctors in the sense that when they see somebody that's already pushing it too far, yep. they don't try to just take them for their money. Yeah. You know, they're telling them. Maybe you maybe you should stop. Yeah, exactly. Before you really do something dangerous that you can't reverse, you know? Yep. Well, and that's a good example of vanity right there. Because a lot of these women, especially when these doctors tell them to stop, they're like, I'm not stopping. I'm not. Well, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for yourself because it makes you feel better? That's one thing. I'm not sitting here saying don't make yourself feel better if that's what it does. But if you're trying to, like, impress society, society doesn't matter because, you know what, they're going to pick that one thing out of you that that is either you're not seeing it, mm. that that's what they see, or you're not fixing it. That's how it works. Mm. It, it You have to make yourself happy. You know, like, I had my nose done not like nose job i had a deviated septum and a bunch of other like a nasal spur and stuff fixed the first doctor that i went to was a plastic surgeon and i said can you thin my nose because my nose is very wide and he told me no he said i'm not doing it because your nose fits your face and if you do that you're going to end up looking like michael jackson it's going to be way too thin and you already have breathing problems so let's just fix your septum yeah i was so thankful that he was honest with me and the fact that he says your nose fits your face because nobody had ever said that to me everybody always made me feel like it didn't and mm. you know what it just does it right. just is it is what it is right. you know it, it's my nose it's who i am mm. i'm not going to you know go and have it fixed That's i think some of our our issues um with vanity for a lot of us, they kind of change as we mature. Oh, yes. We start to accept it a little more. Yes. And then there's some people that have a harder time accepting that they're aging, um, yeah. especially maybe people that were naturally, you know, if you want to say, quote, unquote, gorgeous for most of their life. Right. And then they're they're aging. And that's that's hard. Right. You know, exactly. um, and I understand that. Right. But I like for me. You know, I had in high school more hair that I knew what to do with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I started losing it, you know, thinning at a really young age. And that was one thing in, in high school thinking to myself, I could never imagine. Yeah. I could never imagine losing my hair. Yeah. And then you realize, well, it's happening. Yeah. And the more is I kind of just was like, well, just embrace it. 
Yeah. And so I would buzz it short and dye it different colors. And and then eventually it's just like not even growing on top. So I just shave <laughs> yeah. it, you know, clean. And I was thinking, wow, I said that to you the other day, like, well, if there was like a pill that could just grow it back that you knew was totally mm-hmm. FDA approved and safe and it would literally grow your head of hair back for you. Um, I don't think I would. Yeah. And I said, I I'm, would hope you wouldn't. I'm so used to it. Now. Right. Exactly. And this is a good example, too, of another, like, way that you have your own thinking here. Like, society makes you feel bad that you have no hair. Right? I love that. That's, right. like, just, I've always been attracted to bald men. Right. My ex-husband, he started losing his hair. It was thinning. I don't know if you'd even call it losing it. It was just thinning, and he was so obsessed with it and so worried about it. And I'm like, dude, just just let it be because it's just a part of life. And, yeah. you know, if you're going to lose your hair, you're going to lose your hair. Right. And, you know, we all get older, but right. some people just, they just can't handle that, you know? It's hard to go out in the world and accept others if you can't accept yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the reason for this title is that, you know, most of us get up in the morning and brush our teeth and comb our hair and we're doing that in a mirror right and we're looking at ourselves right and we're taking that in on a daily basis and we don't see the change as much until we look in photo albums and you know things in the past because you're looking at yourself every day yeah but the point is is when you are doing those things what do you see right do you love yourself do you accept yourself because if we could get more people to do that Mm mm-hmm then they would probably do it for others. Right, exactly. Yep. I asked our listeners a bunch of questions this week on this topic, and one of them was, are you self-conscious about your looks? And if so, what are your major complaints? And the number one was weight. And then it was teeth, signs of aging, facial features. Uh, One person said everything. Shauna said her lack of booty. (laughs) (laughs) And Melissa said, not anymore, I just do me. And that's great, Melissa. Mm-hmm. Like that's I think that's what our goal should be, is that we just do us, you know. I could feel like over like the the time that we moved, even though I was active, I was like eating like crap food and drinking a lot of sweet tea and I could feel that I was gaining weight. And it wasn't that I wanted to take that back off because I cared about how it looked. It was about how I felt. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of changed in me is it's like, yeah, I don't want to look bad by any means. Don't get me wrong. But it's really more about how I feel. And if I feel comfortable and I feel healthy, then that's really what's the most important, right. you know, to me yeah. at this point. So I think that that's a great way of looking at things, Melissa. Yes. Um, so let's see. People become vain because they measure themselves on a false value system. We're taught through media and society that there is something wrong with us if we don't weigh the right amount, have tan skin, nice hair, etc. This was something else that was brought up um, in one of the questions that I asked was skin color, tan mm-hmm. skin. And it's funny because you and I are both white. We're yeah. as white as white can be. Well, mm-hmm. I, I have a little color right now, but it's not brown, it's red. Right. But that is what it is. But growing up, we were under the impression that the tan skin was, you know, the better. best. That was better. That was yeah. what everybody wanted was that that glowing tan. And neither one of us could get it. But we tried. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, we're on the more translucent colors mm-hmm. watch scale. Yeah, I just bought some makeup and the, the <laughs> color I bought was 
translucent. I'm not kidding. <laughs> translucent. So it, it is what it is. You know, yesterday we were in the pool. It was so funny. I was like, am I even a little bit brown? And you're like, oh, no, you don't. You don't turn brown. We don't. <laughs> you repel the light better than I do, though. I just turn red. Like even walking out into the sun for two seconds, I turn red. <laughs> but anyways, it the person that, that said this, um, let me see if I can find it, because what she said it was it was interesting to see it from somebody else's point of view. She said, skin color, you're beautiful if you're light skin. This has carried through to my adulthood, and I see light skin females as more attractive. Yeah. Where I see darker skin females as more attractive. Yeah. Um, it, it's so weird how that I works, I don't isn't understand it? why we most of us all want what we don't have. That's what it is. I remember being in high school and having a lot of hair, but I had very curly hair. And I always wanted the straight hair. But then I used would have people that would tell me right. I wanted the curly hair and I had the straight hair. Yes, me too. So it it's so strange where we pick that up. Yeah, we want what we can't have or what we're not. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to be taller. I wanted to be thinner. I wanted a smaller nose. And my hair is really thin and, and straight. Mm-hmm. I wanted the curly hair too, you know? it. But I learned this from my mother, and I see that. Not just, I mean, society as well, but I learned it from my mom because she was constantly going to beauty salons, always changing her hair. When she couldn't change her hair anymore, she started with mine. She started perming and coloring my hair when I was, like, five years old. You know, yeah. It just and started putting makeup on me. Like, if you see professional pictures of me when I was little... They all have makeup and my hair done. It's not just a natural child. It's totally done up. So the fact that I learned that, it, it's not really all that surprising. You yeah. know, but my mom wasn't thin. She wasn't tall. She wasn't any of those things. But she loved her makeup and having her hair done and all that. She right. even said that if she died with dark hair, she wanted me to dye it for her after she died, have mm. somebody die. She did. She died with dark hair. And right. I asked the cemetery, I asked them, can you dye her hair? How vain is that? Sorry, Mom. But that's like, why does... Nobody's going to see her except the person that, right. you know, saying that it's her. She's, right. it, but these are the things that society, like, pushes on us, makes us feel like that's what we're supposed to do. That's yeah, what's I'm, right. I mean, women should have the right to put makeup on and, and, you know, get dolled up and feel good about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Right. I saw my mom do that at a very young age. And again, that's kind of where I picked up on this whole thing but it's the going beyond that and the comparison to yeah. your neighbor and that's where you start to not only screw with your own head but now kids and yep. generations after generation yep um what actually it's interesting you say that because the next thing i was going to point out is about the difference between um, you know, grooming the things that you need to do and the things that make you more maybe on the vein side, you know, we, we need to do the things we need to do for ourselves to keep ourselves healthy. Okay. Like mm-hmm. primates, for example, they spend hours every day grooming themselves and others. This isn't so that they look nice. This mm-hmm. is so that they are well taken care of. They take the bugs off of, you know, They're healthy. It's yeah. part of their health regimen. You see it with dogs and cats too. They lick. That's grooming. They're taking care of themselves. That's mm-hmm. completely different. We need to do things like take a bath and shower and wash our hair and brush our teeth. Things like that aren't considered vain. That's just personal hygiene and that's essential. So that's definitely not what we're talking about. Right. But there are some people that are careless with those things too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole different different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Um, let's see. The next thing I wrote here was uh, being proud is normal, mostly because of the time and effort to attain the state of beauty. But we should concentrate on our mind and the health of our physical body. Looks obtained through artificial means show levels of vanity. God, the universe, whatever you want to say, wants us to see that everything has natural beauty. I we're going to I'm going to be having some pictures done here next month and I told you that I wanted to go more on the natural look for my face. Mm-hmm. And it's not because like I don't know, it, that's not a vanity thing. That's just because I feel like that's that's better. Mm-hmm. That's how I look better. It's me. Um I don't wear a ton of makeup. You know, putting a little makeup on to bring out the features for me is fine. Mm-hmm. And I don't I totally understand people that do wear a lot of makeup because that's how they feel better. But for me, I don't want that. I don't want to go and have makeup done and it's, you know, totally not me. Right. So it's another area of like you do you. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're happy being natural, like I ne- like I would say even couple years ago before the rona i didn't go out with no makeup on and now i will i'm just like whatever (laughs) i mean what is the little bit of eyeliner gonna do for me anyways you know sometimes it makes me me feel better not about what other people are gonna think but it makes me feel like i look more awake and like i just feel better but i'm not doing it for other people i think that's where the change has come you know um so I asked our listeners, why do you think people are so obsessed with their looks? And the number one answer was fear of rejection. That's, yeah, that would probably be a great one. Yeah, that's absolutely, if you think about it, it's like, you know, if, if like, you're, let's just say that you're putting on some weight, right? And people are starting to notice and they're treating you differently. Well, you might try and take that weight off, not because it's the healthy thing to do, but because of what those people are saying. Right. You know, where we should all just treat each other the same, no matter what we look like. You know, I, there was one listener that said that her mother used to tell her all the time, you have such a pretty face. Right. And she took that as code as you're fat. Right. Because they, they, a lot of people do say that if you're overweight, they, they don't say, they just say, oh, you have such a pretty face. Right. We so strive for individualism and I personal identification yep. in this life. But subconsciously, we put out there that everybody should look the same. Right. Well, that's it's so weird, isn't it? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. It, it's like, I don't know. It's a total double-edged sword, really. And and you think of <clears throat> how, where does it stop? How do we change it? Well, we, we really have to change it in our kids and what we're saying to our kids, what we're mm-hmm. showing them, the influences that we're putting out on TV. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I was a kid, I remember the models always being really thin, mm-hmm. really tall. Now they're starting to add more, you know, real women to things. Yeah. And that's great. Our... Our body type, like the standard, I feel like it's changing. It's going more from this stick figure type to the curvy, you know, big boobs, big butt, that type of thing with everything small in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're setting it at that standard. And that's what people are going for. Now they're having implants done because they want, you know, to have the perfect butt or, or right. this. But it's so society standards change and then... They, changes for the rest of us. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's a weird cycle. It is a weird cycle. Uh, some of what the, uh, the other things listeners said about why are people so obsessed with their looks is society's influence, mm-hmm. TV and magazines, yep. our own egos, 
our peers and parents. And I personally, this is, this is an order of what, how they said it, but I would put peers and parents higher. I think that a lot of us, that is really what sets it for us is the things that are said to us in school. You know, I mean, my mom didn't tell me my skin was too white because hers was too, but the kids at school sure did. (laughs) Do you know what the sun is? I still get it. It's not my fault. I'm Dutch and, and, and German. I, I'm sorry. And you're Irish and French and English. What do you want from us? Yeah. We're white. Yeah. I, that one was a tough one for me too, you know, but I think once like I was out of high school, I just, didn't really care anymore about that. I, it, yeah. I, I wanted to just be comfortable. If it's 100 degrees, I'm going to wear shorts. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's just flat hot. Now I'm looking at the people that I knew. Well, these were people that were probably older than me, you know, in the 70s and the 80s that strived for that. Yeah. That dark skin and the prices that they're paying for that. Right. Absolutely. Because of the sun. I mean, the sun isn't just staying the same, people. Yeah. It's changing just like everybody else is changing. Yeah. I I beat myself up a lot about my skin. I wish I could go back and like wear sunscreen more because I did dock walking for so many years. Now mm. my skin is starting to show the, the damage. I have a hard time with like some of my wrinkles and stuff because my mother and my grandmother and my aunt all had this beautiful porcelain skin. You know, my grandma had very few wrinkles. Even when she passed, I have more wrinkles. I joke, I have more wrinkles now than she did when she passed at (laughs) 80-something years old, you know. But we all are different, and I don't look like them, and I have more wrinkles, and that's okay. It's just something that I've had to come to accept, and it's not easy, but it is who we are, you know. I find it really attractive. I think it just shows... It shows wisdom. It shows experience. It shows life. Yeah. Um, I don't expect a little child to have them because they're new and they're, you know, they're still learning. They haven't had all this experience. I, I, I think it's attractive. I've never not thought that. I don't know why. I and I that makes things easier for me. And I wish that there were a lot more men that felt that way. And really, like thinking about it, maybe there are. But, like, maybe they don't want to admit to that because, again, society tells us that, you know, what's young and and tight and Mm -hmm. that's what's attractive. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you see these men that, you know, they have all this money and whatever, and so they want the woman on their arm. Well, they don't want the middle-aged, wrinkled woman, most of them. I can't speak for all of them. But a lot of them want this, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes us think as women that we're supposed to look like that. Where if more women, if if their husbands told them more, you know, no, this that's not it at all. Like, it's so nice for me to not think about that, you know, you're attracted to all these 20-year-olds. That's great because I'm never going to look like that. I never did. I'm never going to look like that again. It's only going to get worse. So, but for you, it's only going to get better because you like right. that. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it, that's, that's helpful. I wish that we could just look at it. A lot you know? of that is stature too. I mean, yeah. when you look at some of these older men that have these wives that are sometimes 30, 40 years yeah. younger than them, that's stature. It man. really is. That, you know, if you think for a second, Melania was giving it up to Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no. That stopped a long time ago. Yeah. That's uh, those types of lifestyles I just, I don't get. You know, you just, it's empty. 
You know what I mean? But everybody has their own way of living. But and to each I his own. Know. That's exactly. that, that's what I say. But I I don't follow that because I'm not comparing my life to that. Exactly. And trying to keep that as the standard. Some do. Yeah, they do. And again, if you're happy with that, that's one thing. But right. if you're doing it for society's approval, that's a completely different. Because really the only approval that you need is your own. That you're happy, right. not based on what society wants, but yeah, what you or want. Or implying that others should be to do the same, follow right. suit. That, no. Right, exactly. I used to get Botox for my migraines, and it worked really well. Now with the new injectable medications, I don't have to do that anymore. My insurance only pays for one or the other, so I can't get mm. Botox and Amovig. So I chose Amovig, works better. But I have considered going and getting Botox again because I did like the way that my forehead looked from it. You know, you have no lines and wrinkles. But the more that I sit here and I think about it, like, first of all, I'm going to have to keep doing this. If I really like the way that it looks, I'm going to have to keep doing it. It has to be done every three months. Mm -hmm. I'm injecting myself with a toxin. I'm so sensitive to begin with. And this is just natural. This is just the way it goes. And Mm -hmm. I've totally talked myself out of it. You know, if I did it for my migraines again, that would be different. But, But again, like if you like the way it looks and that makes you happy, then there's nothing wrong with that at all. No, you know, not at all. Nope. So I asked our listeners, have you ever been put down for your physical appearance? And I'd like to read some of these. Uh, Let's see. This one is from Patricia. She said, all the girls in my family have a lower belly and I was a bit overweight. So I was called Orca. I wore play clothes all the time. We were military and had no extra money. So everything was plain out of style hand-me-downs. Thanks to my dad, I got a bumpy nose, which I also broke as an adult. My hair was always long and straight, so it could be pulled back and tucked in for swimming track or my band hat. If it was a cut, my sister did it, and she was in cosmetology school. My feet were so big, and she just goes on about all (laughs) of the things, and I'm so sorry that people made you feel bad for all of these things because this is what gives you character. That's who you were. And Mm -hmm. for people to try and tell you, you know, that you should wear different clothes or you should do, that's, what business is that of theirs? You know, you're you. You do you. Yeah, that's messed up, especially, you know, to be called, yeah, those types of names. But this is our lesson, people. It, it's jacked up as it is. It's like we come down here in these bodies and go, okay, how are you going to treat each other? Yeah. When you when you can't see that it's really bliss and wonderful, like you can from the other side. Yep. What do you? How are you going to treat each other? Yep. Exactly. And when you when those people do that, and we all, it's karma. It is. It, it will. Yeah. We somebody will have to pay that back, just like I will have to pay back things I've done. Right. You know. Exactly. But when you start to reverse your mindset, you start to reverse the karma. That's right. Exactly. Um, so our new listener, Frank. I I feel for Frank here. We have the same issue going on. He says <laughs> facial features. My eyes being slightly slanted due to excessive eyelid skin was teased and called Asian and other slurs. I love my features and understand this vessel is not what makes me me. Yeah, I got that one all the time too. I still do, but it's okay. I, I have, have freckles really everywhere, eyes. so it's I used right. to get teased about. Yep. That you know. They tease you about everything, <clears throat> especially when you're a kid. You Kids know? are just. But kids, 
they don't come out of the womb yep. just instinctively acting that way. Yep. It's taught. It, that's exact. It is very much absolutely And that taught. just shows you how deep-rooted it is in our judgment of each other. Right. Because we learn that. Yep. Exactly. Susan said, my weight, the shape of my nose, and my Martian toes. I have Martian <laughs> toes too, Susan. My yeah. second toe is longer than my first on both of my feet, yeah. and my pinky toe is the same size as the toe next to it. We call it the long toe effect. <laughs> when I go to Costco and I wear flip-flops and my big toe hangs over, I get shocked. I love that gif where the people, <laughs> the person's touching the water, testing it with their toes. And it, like the toe keeps getting longer and longer. Over the edge? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. I don't care. I have some really weird features, but you know what? It's what makes me me. We all do. Yeah, what what difference does it make? Yeah. You know, I don't care. I never looked at my toe, my, my feet as a problem. Feet are just ugly to begin with. You know, yeah. So I don't know. I've I've always been made fun of them for them, but that, <laughs> that is what it is. Uh, and let's see. Let Kathy. I had mentioned Kathy. She said, "My mom, you have such a pretty face, but knowing it meant, but you are heavy." A coworker has commented on my hair, and some coworker comment on my clothes. Like again, WTF? I think I dress pretty good. You do you. Yeah. If you like the way you dress, you do you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we're, I, our family is really different. So we just kind of do us. And mm-hmm. I think for some people, they're like, whoa, you know. Yeah. Marina doesn't a lot of times dress like the normal kid her age. She likes to go thrifting mm-hmm. and she does a really good job of, of making it look, you know, stylish. Cute. And yeah. yeah. And that's her, mm-hmm. you know. Not because she can't go out and get the same things everybody else is wearing, but she prefers to be a little bit more of herself. And I give her credit for that because I remember when I was her age and you just want to look like, oh, what are they wearing? Oh, they're wearing red jeans. I'm going to buy some red jeans. I have purposely never given her any preconceived notion or idea of what she's supposed to look like. Nope. Whether it's currently or down the road that... No body size that she's supposed to fit within. Yeah, I've never, I've never done that. I don't, I don't think that's right. Nope. That you shouldn't. I want her to, you know, feel good about herself. Yep. And so I compliment her no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And we let her wear what she wants to wear because mm-hmm. you know if your if your kid wants to wear a crop top, but doesn't fit into what you think that they should look like to mm-hmm. wear a crop top and you tell them they can't wear that, that's not right. Right. Like, you got to just let them wear what they're going to wear, you know? I mean, of course, there's there's boundaries here. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, because of, like, size, you can't just say to your kids, you can't wear that because you're too big to wear that. Then you're giving them the complex. You're adding to the problem. Right. You know, it, it's not healthy. Right. You know, they're going to get that at school, too, unfortunately. And yeah. I, I wish they didn't, but I, we all did. I was like, okay, so I'm five feet tall, and they say, like, the, my weight, I should be, like, 110, okay? And uh, high school, I was 118 at the very beginning, and I was called fat. 
and I was always large-chested, and I was a dancer, so my legs have always been thick. But I was made fun of, and I was called fat. And then they somebody came to the school, and they did this, like, whole, like, workup for all of the students where you would, like, weigh in, and they would tell you what your BMI is. And my BMI was in the lower part of normal. Hmm. And I was like, well, then how come everybody's calling me fat? It doesn't make sense. I was, I was honestly prepared for that to come back and say I was obese. Right. I'm not even in the obese category now. No. It's, you know, I, I've been there, but not at that time. I wasn't even close. So these kids my whole life made me feel like, you know, as a teenager that I was fat when right. I wasn't. That's not good to do to, to our kids, yeah. and, you know, but where did they learn it? Society, TV, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere. It's subliminal even in, in a lot of places. Totally subliminal. Right. Which makes it even worse, but... Yeah. I don't know. I hope one day that we can get farther and farther away from this kind Me of stuff. Me too. You know? Um, I asked our listeners, do you feel like you live up to society standards as far as your appearance goes? And all but one said no. And um, I gave them a couple of different categories to to pick from. Most, I think it was like 98% said uh, that they don't and they have no interest in conforming. I love that. Yeah. I- because I was thinking the same thing. Well, yeah, if I was going to answer that question honestly, no, I don't yeah, either. I don't, but you oh. know what? I don't give shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Shauna said, I still struggle with this, but I'm realizing that I don't want to live up to society's standards. Life is too short to be miserable, trying to make others happy or trying to get society's approval. Mm-hmm. Patricia said, I struggle with society in general, so my doctor wanted me to do an experiment. He told me to get dressed like I was going to hang out at home, but he wanted me to go into town to the store or out to eat. The goal was to see if anyone judged me or even paid attention. Nope, on both possibilities. Because it's a country town, people may assume that I just had gotten done with cleaning stalls, taking care of animals, or was on my way to the tack and feed. Right. I I went through this for a long time. And you were probably the most comfortable you ever were going out. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I'm that way. I used to be that way. And, like, sometimes I even would go out without a bra on. (gasps) How dare you? Right. And then I went through this phase where I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I went out in sweats with no bra on. And now I'm back to sweats. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Now, if we're going to go out and do something nice, that's different. If we're going out to eat, going to the mall or whatever. But if I'm just running errands, I really don't care. Right. You know what I mean? If you're comfortable, people don't notice. They're so stuck on themselves that they're you know noticing more about themselves. I accidentally went out last week with my slippers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. I didn't notice until I was in the next town. So I had to wear my slippers while I was out and me the whole time going, please don't notice I'm wearing slippers. Nobody probably noticed, but I was a self-conscious mess the whole time. You know, what's the worst if somebody did notice (laughs) nothing? What did that's what I kept telling myself. What difference does it make? But see, there's that side of you. That's the what difference does it make? And the other side of you that's been taught your whole life that it makes a difference. So you have those two fighting each other. So you have to pick which side you're going to go on. So it's like a constant battle until you get to the point where you just really don't care. anymore. sometimes I'll play that that scenario out in my head just to to kind of show myself how ridiculous it would be. Right. Like, so, so what if somebody did notice? Right. Let's take it a little further. What if somebody did notice and said, Hey, nice slippers. (laughs) I would be, you damn right. And like moonwalk across the grocery store floor. He's not joking. You know, so I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, 
who cares? Yeah, exactly. This is my body. Exactly. And my, my life. feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm going to the store. Yeah. And who is it that's telling me that I can't wear slippers to the store? Society. Right. That's who. Whatever. You know? Yeah, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> who cares? Uh, and then the last question that I asked was, how has pressure from society to look your best cause you to have any kind of plastic surgery or treatments to improve your looks? And 95% said no. One person said yes, um, and they marked others, so I'm not real sure what that person had done. And then one said fillers and other simple procedures. And the one that said fillers and other simple procedures, she said, it's for me. It's not for anybody else. It's because this is how I feel better. And there that's fine. Yeah, there's, and I mean, I'm not judging. I'm not telling you this fine with your life. You do it, you know, you do you. But if you're happy, then what difference does it make? That's mm-hmm. really my point is you do you. You be happy. Don't listen to what society has to say. Yeah, do it for you. Do it for you. Right. Yeah, if you're doing it for you, then you're doing it for the right reasons. <clears throat> if you're doing it for society, then, you know, maybe reevaluate what's mm-hmm. important because i'll tell you that as i get older and older i realize just how unimportant it is and i'm not sure if that's something that happens to everybody with age although i would probably think for most it does because i see how as people get older as my friends are getting older and as like my friends parents are getting older mm-hmm. it's not that they care less it's just that they realize what's important and putting that effort into the makeup every day or you know those things is not what's important to them they just want to be comfy and happy in themselves why do they have to put on a a fake face to pretend Mm. that they're somebody that they're not just you know they want to be them and there's nothing wrong with that right at all no you know i agree so so there is my episode for you yay i hope that everybody liked it um i think it's good job there's a lot that we could learn from each other and a lot that we could change in society um in this topic if we would just you know i I used to scroll through Facebook, and I'm not going to lie, and I've said this before, you know, you scroll through Facebook and you see somebody's picture come up and you're like, ooh, what happened? what's happening there? Okay, but that's how they look, right. and they can't help how they look, right. so just like the post. Do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> nobody, not everybody is beautiful to you, mm-hmm. but that person might be beautiful to somebody else, and they're beautiful on the inside, and that's what matters. Right. So, like that post, you right. know, these are the types of things that if we could each just change like Mm -hmm. when we see something if we could just slowly like change how we respond to it that's when the changes start to happen and then those changes rub off on other people but it's a lot of work you're changing yourself you know your mindset you're changing your mindset that's not easy but it can be done and it does help right but it's it's another great example about how the world could change if we changed our mindset yep and this is just kind of more of a social aspect of it it has nothing to do with energies or power exactly you know paranormal or whatever it is this is just simply our mindset but our minds are so powerful they can change so many things yep but it has to start with each individual but it also has to be collective yes and you know what? Nobody is immune to this either. Mm-hmm. Like we think sometimes that those perfect people that we consider, you know, perfect, that they fit societal norms. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of those people on the inside don't feel that way. They're still struggling with their identity. They're still struggling to, you know, be the person that they want to be because they're trying to satisfy society. Right. You know, so those people aren't necessarily happy either. You know, like, like I mentioned earlier, like, 
you know, the the middle-aged guy with the 20-year-old girl on his side, well, that may look like he's happy, but he's probably not because that 20-year-old girl is probably not as into him as he is into her. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So everybody is struggling with their own things. And if we could just accept that and accept that everybody has, you know, is their own person, absolutely we can make some change in this world. I agree. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks, there you babe. Go. You know what? I have one quote here I wanted to read. It's cool. just because you don't fit into society standards doesn't mean you're not beautiful. That's wonderful. Yep. I don't know who quote who that was. It said unknown, but I wrote it down. So that's great. Yeah. Cool. So yay. Well, before we say goodbye to our friends, would you like to share your page? Yes. Uh, my website is samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can find everything you would like to know about me there. If you'd like to message us at the show, spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. Um, I got. I realized this from, from Frank, the, the new listener, that I don't think he knew that we had a group. Mm. And so we have a page on Facebook. It's Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. It's at Spiritual Joneses is where you can find it. Yep. If you go there, you'll be able to find the link I post it every week to our discussion group. It's usually on the post when I announce what the next episode is going to be. Join our discussion group. That's where we put these episodes together. We yeah. ask all these questions. We get to know our listeners. Mm-hmm. It's a fun place. It's a safe place to share. So well, We'd love to hear your input. Yes, absolutely. Good and point. then you, sir. Yes, for my art, djonesartcollection.com, for the web, at djonesartcollection, for Instagram and Facebook. Um, and for my music, uh, at <clears throat> gypsybrown.com, for the web, at gypsybrownmusic, for Instagram, and at gypsybrownband, for Facebook. Hey. So trying to get more settled here in the house to do some more art. I haven't done anything in a little while, but... Yeah, it's time. We're getting settled and yeah room by room that's the next room is to get going on i'm excited yes i am too so. little um studio you know brown sound i call it 1.5 you call it 0.5 but it's yeah. 1.5 <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good it's cool yeah and this is finally done and yeah we can move on and we've already been actually tracking some music in here too so yeah um we're moving along Now it's the arts the next. Yay. Yay. Well, we hope everybody got something out of this today. That we do. I did, and it's kind of one of those things that I think we should talk about. Oh, yeah. You know? Exactly. And I'm glad to see that more society is paying attention to this. Me too. Yeah. Well, we hope everybody has a great week. That we do. And until next week, peace and love.